All right, well, good morning. Great to see you. You know, uh, sometimes when we're planning out services, everything looks great, right? And it makes sense, and it just goes. And then sometimes you realize, you know what? We just put a lot, to, we, we put way too much in that service. And that's one of these services. So I, I quickly uh, realized uh, in the first service that uh, my sermon that has four basic principles I wanted to share, um, you don't want to stay here that long to hear those. So I'm just going to share one. We'll do the next three. We'll do the other three next week. And so you just can relax. We're okay. Not going to be very long. Um, <clears throat> don't brace yourself. And, and, uh, but, uh, so because I have a, just a moment um, that I don't feel pressure to go through all that, I um, uh, just want to, uh, from Nicole and I's perspective, just, uh, uh, again, express appreciation for the uh, affirmation of the church board and really the church. Um, uh, these last two weeks have been incredibly affirming and um, have just validated what we've been feeling, right? But um, uh, I think it's a great process we have in the Church of the Nazarene, and this is, it's been a, a good process for us. You know, um, uh, we were at a church where um, probably could have been there for 30 years and uh, loved, loved that church and, um, but just felt God showing me some things and just through this whole process, it's been amazing how God has led, right? And I genuinely feel like today this is, this is me. This is who I am. And um, whether you like it or not, <laughs> I feel like you guys are, are, are me. I feel so comfortable. And so I'm just blessed by um, your affirmation and your support and just believing that God is going to do some great things with us. And he's got a plan, right? Uh, he has a plan. And so thank you so much. And Nicole and I just feel really Really blessed to be here is, is just one of the simple words, but um, we feel at home, and uh, we thank you so much for your love and support. So, trying to spend, and last week we had one of those Sundays where the parking lot was an ice rink and the roads were ice rinks, right? And it uh, just wasn't smart to to do this, but this month was intended to talk about family. And two weeks ago, we kind of anchored on this one verse, Nehemiah talking to people who've come back to the homeland, they're facing uh, threat, persecution. He says, listen, um, uh, don't be afraid of your enemies. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight, fight for your families. And that phrase to me is just sticking with me. Fight for your families. I know you're not facing a, a physical attack on your families. I, I, at least I hope not. Um, but I think the principle remains and the truth of God's word is, is, is relevant to us in this world where honestly the family structure has been, is being threatened. It is, it's really being threatened. Um, this core uh, unit at the heart of God's creation, family, it's being threatened. 
And for you and I, there is going to have to be an a intentionality on our part and a, ta- a taking hold of words like that. Fight for my family. I am going to have to fight for my family to, uh, 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 among all of the societal and cultural pressures I am going to have to fight. I am going to have to be intentional about my family being a godly family. Um, You know, it it won't just happen. It won't just, uh, because you believe the right things, because you came from a family of faith, and because you have the right belief structure, and maybe you have certain practices in your life that that, that are good, but I'm telling you that these words are so appropriate for us. Fight for our families. That's what it's going to take. Us being intentional, saying, you know, um, this is who I believe God wants us to be, and I am going to be intentional about making myself available to all of those things that he wants in our lives. And so fight for your families. If, If you don't remember anything else, any other scriptural reference we talk about, would you remember that one? Fight for your family. It's so appropriate today. You know, TV, TV has uh, always understood that family's at the center of cultures, and there's been tons of TV shows, right, um, that you've all have grown up and watched, and um, uh, a lot of times there's a lot of fun, and uh, we identify with a lot of those. Um, a lot of t- sometimes, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the picture of family on TV is... is not what God is wanting to do with us. And so there's just been all sorts of, but I thought it'd be fun today to, to throw a few pictures out there, see if you can remember these. But here's the challenge, okay? You have to, don't say it, don't say it. Somebody under 30, under 30, tell me who these people are. Under 30. Man, Kyle, you're good. Wow. You're under 20, right? All right, so this one's a little easier. Under 30, though, again, under 30. This is a little easier. Come on, under 30. Come on, Sam. Yeah, the Brady Bunch. There we go. All right, so we'll flip the script here. Don't be offended at me. Over 50. If you're over 50, can you tell me who this TV family was? Huh? Yeah, the, the, uh, uh, the Barones, right? Yeah, everybody loves Raymond. All right, what about this one? Under, or over 50, over 50. Oh my goodness, that was a bunch of, Teresa, you really want me to try to scatter this out there? You can get it later, all right? Who else said it? I heard somebody over here. Who? Man, you guys are way back there. <laughs> if Jim will let you have it, you can have it, right? Let's see if I can get it back there. All right. <clears throat> so, you know, just uh, thinking about families and, and the, what the scriptures say, again, the Old Testament really doesn't have a lot of positive examples for us. It's more what not to do um, when you look at the Old Testament with families. Uh, not a lot of uh, positive examples, uh, but just sifting through Scripture and trying to, once again, revisit this and, and uh, think about it. 
Um, there's just four things I wanted to share today about what make up great families. Great families that I think the scriptures give uh, a, a light to shed light on. And then I've observed these things too that have affirmed um, something like that. But the first thing I want to I want to do, and I, I have a whole table that we brought out for service. And because we only got to one thing, I said, just don't bring the table out, all right? I'll just bring this out. But I just want to show four symbols to you today of what I think are in mix of a great family. And the first one is this. This is, a, this is hard. To, what game is this? Can you even tell? My Little Pony, right? This is Chutes and Ladders, all right? How many of you played Chutes and Ladders? Yeah, absolutely, with your kids. How many of you wish you never had to play Chutes and Ladders again? <laughs> I'm actually there, but don't tell my kids, all right? Because this is Sage's version, My Little Pony version, all right, of Chutes and Ladders. But um, <clears throat> Chutes and Ladders um, are a symbol of one thing I would like to just lift out to you today. And really, this was supposed to be kind of a starter point in my sermon of force principles and two, three, and four are like weightier and meatier. But I think this is important for us to grab a hold of. I believe the scriptures are telling us this, and I believe I've observed this so often. Great families have fun. Great families have fun. You see, especially in our culture today, if you were to look on, if you were able to just kind of follow a family for a week, a kind of a, a common average family in America today, you would see that so often families today are at such a pace that they are too busy, they are tired, they are worn out, and they are super serious about making it to the next activity, making sure that their kids are in the right thing, making sure that everything, and it's just so serious. And so, you know, it's next appointment type living. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm one of those guys that are living in the middle of four kids. And it literally is... Oh, okay, so, you know, Sage has swimming tonight, Colby has basketball tonight, tomorrow night, swimming and basketball, next night, this and that, there's an activity here, there's a thing here, there's this there, we really should try to do that for our kids with that, that would be good for them to be a part of, blah, 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 and honestly, many times it seems like our weeks are just moving from thing to thing to thing to thing. Now, obviously, I'm not telling you those are wrong, Okay? I'm doing them, right? So it'd be really hypocritical for me to stand up here and say, you know, don't do those things, but I'm going to go ahead and do those things. Um, but there is something really important for us to grab a hold of that in the middle of our lives with our families, all work and no play is not what will make a great family. All activities and no play will not make a great family. I took a moment uh, uh, Wednesday or so to just grab some of your kids, whoever I could talk to their parents, find their parents, because I wasn't going to video kids without their parents, and just said, hey, I asked them three simple questions, and we'll do this throughout the sermon on the different points, but uh, I asked them this question, and listen to their responses. I like to um, ride my scooter with my family and uh like go sledding together. Good. 
When it's winter, we like to play in the snow. When it's summer, we like to play in outside. And inside, when it's like a rainy, rainy day, we just play board games. And we like to go see movies. Okay. What, what's, what's one of your favorite movies? Um, Ferdinand. Ferdinand? I like that one too. That was a good one. I took my family to that. So, play board games. Fine. Go out to eat and watch movies. We like to watch movies and, well, board games right. and You go camping? Yeah? You guys do that a lot, don't you, in the <laughs> summer? Do you ever get tired? Play board games. Good, good. Any board game in particular? Um, Pie Face. Pie Face? Um, play board games and go see movies together. Okay. We like to play games. Like board games? <laughs> You guys like to play together? Yep. Where do you, you guys go outside maybe and play? You like to go outside and play? Yeah, it's so fun. There you sometimes go. I um, hit the ball for that. And sometimes, mostly, most, sometimes we do water bowls and sometimes we don't. But yeah. my mom doesn't usually have water bowls. Oh yeah, she stays out of that. Go to the campground and those marshmallows. Well, we play board games, and in the summer and in the winter, we like to go outside and play sports or... Cool. What board game? Uh, lots of board games. What's your favorite? Blue. My favorite is Risk, but okay. my mom doesn't like long games, okay. so... Okay. Yeah. We go places. Go places? Sometimes I see you at games. You like to go to games together, basketball games. Good. It's fun to hang out with your family, isn't it? It's fun to hang out with your family. I would remind you that the scriptures have plenty to say about the fact that work is important. Okay? Absolutely. But listen to the wisest man who ever lived, who's also inspired by the Holy Spirit to write something to us to help us understand life when he says this. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. This is Solomon who's, who's going to, to share this. That I commend. Now the NIV is being gentle here. I command, the Lord is saying, I command the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun, nothing better for a person under the sun to eat and drink and be glad. Then joy will accompany them in their work, in their work, all the toils, of, uh, uh, in their toil, all the days of the life God has given them under the sun. It's a New Testament writing of Paul that says this. Uh, he says, remember, hey, those who are rich, uh, don't be arrogant. Don't put your hope in wealth. It's so uncertain. Put your hope in God who richly provides us with everything. And then he could have put a period there, right? He richly provides with us and everything we'd all said. Amen. God's a provider. For your enjoyment. Listen, as as Solomon continues to write, Ecclesiastes 11, 8. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. He would write a little bit later, or, or a little bit earlier than that, in Ecclesiastes 9 and 9. Enjoy life with your wife. Life with your wife. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love. And I would say, 
that if God has been commanding us to enjoy life, that where we spend most of our time is family, that he is calling for us, our families, to not be consumed with all work and no play, but to learn to have fun together. That's positive this morning, right? A lot of times when we talk about some you know, stuff, uh, it's like, man, Lord, I, I see you. You know, or like, I, but I'm telling you today, the word of the Lord today is go have fun with your families. This is so crucial. And my observation of, of families that I've looked at and thought, you know what? If I could just have half a family like that, if I could just could capture what they have. So often, they got this principle. Every time, they got this principle that in the construct of family life, having fun was so important. It was so valuable. Um, uh, you know, one thing I was told when I was young, um, when I was starting a family, I'm so appreciative of this advice from some wise people. They told me, always make sure that you understand that you cannot put a price tag on memories. Okay? I know some of you are thinking, but yeah, you can put a price tag on memories. What they were trying to tell me is make sure that you make time and you're willing to spend of your resources to make memories with your family. Memories last forever. And I'm like you, starting out, still feel like I'm starting out, right? A little bit. Early, or I guess I can't even say early 30s anymore. Um, late 30s now. Um, still building, right? Trying to build, build. There's a lot of things you want to accomplish, a lot of things you want to get to, you want to. Um, and so sometimes we have been so tempted to say, you know what, this year, let's just, um, uh, let's not do vacation. Let's just figure something out. And yet those words have always stuck with me. Don't you do that, Chip. You make sure that you make memories you have fun. And honestly, it's already true in our lives. Man, we have had some of the best moments is when we have stopped our lives. We've stopped being productive. We've stopped, you know, having activities. We've put a pause on life and said, you know what? We're just going to have fun together. We're going to enjoy one another. We're not going to worry about how we're going to fix this or what we're going to do with that or how we're going to build this. or We've just had fun and enjoyed one another. And in that, our kids sense the love and affection that we can give them. There's a phrase I've been really mulling over, and i I, I got to tell you, I've experienced it in my own life. But it's said that people don't always, people won't remember what you say. So for me, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Thank you. But they will remember how you made them feel. 
And even in parenting, I am realizing this. My kids, my, I'm trying all the time. This is why you're doing this. And you know, the other day, Keegan, this is why you finish this job. This is why you do everything with this job. Because one day when you're 16, you're going to have a boss and he's going to ask you to do something. And if you do the job 75%, guess what? It's not going to work out for you. So that's why I'm telling you this whole job here needs to be done completely, not 75%, right? We're always doing these things, always teaching, always teaching. And I like to think that it sinks in at some point. But I realize that way beyond what I say to them, how I make them feel is what is vital to them, loved and appreciated having that affection that comes from us. And I think that when we regularly take time out to have fun, it communicates these things that they desperately need and it creates a healthy family environment. And the healthier we are and the better place we are, the more we can follow after God, seek Him, and see Him work in our family dynamic. And so families, great families, have learned to have fun together. I'll just share one simple story to you. I realize this was not uh, me and Keegan having fun, but I do believe it communicates a point. When Keegan was, uh, was in the hospital, and uh, it was a rough, rough stay, rough go, two weeks. I remember one afternoon... Um, it was quiet. We had been playing games together, just passing time, right? Just trying to heal up and get out of there. And hopefully this thing doesn't keep getting worse. And, you know, just in, the, in a hospital room on an afternoon. And I, I just felt like I'd been feeling like, you know, I, I really just want Keegan, I just want to have that moment where I, I just once again communicate to him how much I love him. Um, we've always, you know, had a great relationship and, he was a firstborn, right? How many of you are firstborn? Yeah, so I'm a firstborn too. And, you know, Keegan had Nicole and I for uh, two and a half years on his own, right? And so he, he got the privileges of being a firstborn. And, and then there's always privileges. with Anyway, there's, there's, you can make it out any way you want. But he gets, he, you know, and um, always, always, always had a great relationship. And I, I was, I just always was, and I just I just remember things like uh, he was born and he was about two years when cars came out. Cars one, remember that? Well, he he flipped out over that. You know, he loved cars and um, so I just was a sucker, man. I, I every week, maybe a couple times a week, I'd go buy him those little cars from Walmart. I still remember some of the names of them because I kept having to go back and buy that uh, forklift that was uh, Guido. And the little yellow car that was Luigi because he would lose those and we couldn't find them, whatever. But I, I, we'd had a good relationship, don't get me wrong, but I just wanted to communicate to him in that moment how I felt, you know. And, and I didn't realize that that for me was going to be a really powerful thing. I don't know if it was the circumstance or whatever, but I went to start to talk to him and, and I lost it. Now, I'm not a crier, Okay. Um, I don't cry a lot, but when I cry, it's really ugly. <laughs> it really is. It's just like, let that guy go have a moment, 
Because, I mean, there's just snot and there's tears and there's body heaving and stuff like that, right? And I just lost it. I didn't mean to. Wasn't even. I just wanted to say, hey, man, I just want you to know uh, we're going to make it through this. And I love you so much. And just, you know, I'd say that a lot, but that moment. And I lost it, man. And I am, like, sitting there just bawling. And there are no words. And Keegan is just sitting there looking at me in a hospital bed, you know, like. And I remember a couple weeks after that, I heard him make a reference about that. I heard him tell Sage or something. You know, yeah, Daddy was like crying. He was just telling me he loved me, and he was just bawling. You know, I've heard him reference that. I don't know how many times. It didn't even mean to. But it reminds me that so often how we make them feel is so vital to creating health. Being willing to communicate those things, being willing to be open, being willing to stop whatever we're doing and make sure we are having those moments. And so often those moments, maybe not bawling, hopefully not, but come when you're willing to put pause on life and have fun with one another. I command you to enjoy life, is what Solomon said, is what God says. All the days of your life, enjoy them all. And we live with family. And I think that one of the things that we can absolutely should remember that what goes into making a great family is that we learn to have fun together. I don't know what that is for you. I, I, I wonder if you noticed how many kids said the same thing. I didn't coach them. Well, some of them I had to coach a little bit, but board games. Not TV games. Not, not, not video games. Board games. In 21st century culture, kids are still wanting to do something simple like board games. You know why? Because in that, they're interacting with you. They're having that time. Even something like shoots and ladders, right? I mean, this like levels the whole playing field. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are. A two-year-old and you, it doesn't matter. You hit the wrong number, you're going down the chute. But it's fun. They love to see that. You're on their level, they're on your level. Games, you just, that maybe even the competition of a game, you have fun with that. Whatever it is, I just was amazed Board games, that's what they're, why? Because there's interaction with one another. Have fun, have fun. Great families have learned to have fun together. Let's pray. Lord, um, as we kind of work through this and uh, understand just some principles from Scripture, um, this one's kind of a starter one and, and uh, some, some really good stuff to come, Lord, but Help us to remember this. Uh, again, we've talked about it. We all realize it. It's where we're at. We are fast-paced. We have so many more options, Lord, and so many different things. And, and I'm, I, you know, I, I don't begrudge that. I, I like my kids to be able to do certain things and be involved in certain activities. But Lord, help me and help all of us not to just slip into this pace of life where we never just sit down and have fun with one another, enjoy one another, and, and not because we're at an activity or together or something, but because we're just really interacting with one another and we're having fun together.
That's what communicates love and affection. That's what creates a secure, a safe, and contented environment. That's where kids can thrive and be in a position for your word to go deep into their heart. There are not barriers. There are not things that would cause it. It's, it's fertile ground for them to hear your truth and to grow and for our families to be godly. One of those things is as simple as having fun together. So Lord, maybe, uh, maybe there's some of us that are saying, wow, I haven't done that for a while. We need to do that. I pray that you give us the courage and commitment to do that. Lord, maybe there's others who practice this all the time. Would you just affirm what they're doing, Lord? Help them to understand that in that, in that environment, they are creating a healthy family environment that can provide for an opportunity for a godly family. Speak to us, we pray. Go with us from this place this week. Be in all that we say and do. May your hand rest on us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Have a great day. And have a-